Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. It's episode 520. We've got a really interesting, and I've been looking forward to this interview. We've got David Blackman with us from Alpine Grove Studios. We're going to be talking about a lot of things, actually. He's got many aspects to his business. Um, David, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Absolutely. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. First of all, my name is David Blackman, and I am the CEO of Aspen Grove Studios. I like Alpine Grove Studios, too, though, but it's uh, Aspen, Aspen Grove Studios. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're a WordPress uh, development company. We create plugins and themes for WordPress. We primarily focus in with the Divi theme. We're probably most well known for that, uh, but we do you know, have quite a few WordPress plugins as well uh, that aren't Divi specific. Uh, I also teach courses. Uh, over the last couple of years, we've launched uh, four courses and we have about 5,000 students that are wow. learning, you know, anything from tech topics to business. My specialty is kind of business with my company as opposed to the tech side of WordPress. So um, yeah, I'm excited to be here and talk with you guys and about WordPress, something that I absolutely love. So, And I think you can tell listeners and viewers why I asked David on the show. He kind of covers all my dream areas, WordPress, <laughs> um, courses. He's the dream guest, actually. Um, <laughs> Adrian, Adrian, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Hi, everyone. My name is Adrian. I am the CEO and founder of Groundhog. Uh, we build marketing automation plugins for WordPress that help small businesses launch their funnel and grow their list and scale their business. Right. And before we go into the main part of the interview, I just want to mention one of my uh, sponsors, one of my, our major sponsors, and that is Kinsta Hosting. They've been my major sponsor for over three years now. Their support is most welcome. It costs a fair bit of money to keep this show on the road and to produce two episodes per week. And they have helped enormously. Um, they're a great hosting company. They only specialise in WordPress. Um, why should you care uh, for yourself and for your listeners? Well, they use Google Cloud as their backbone. It's blindingly fast um, hosting totally reliable with a great support team so um, for the price I think they offer some of the best value on the market at the present if you look at all three areas and they've got a fantastic interface it's really easy to use you don't have to spend hours trying to figure out how to use their service it's really easy and they provide all the technology the most modern technology that you're looking for for yourself and for your clients so go over to Kinster, have a look what they've got to offer buy one of their packages for yourself or for your client and also tell them that you heard about them on the wp tonic show so david so you've been a bit of a nomad for the past five years. Um, David was telling us because of the pandemic, he's um, rented a house, but he feels like a, a duck out of water, really, because he's been <laughs> roaming America for the past five years in his RV. So um, 
how's how's that been like trying to run a uh, a growing business and also being in uh, being a digital nomad, David? Uh, uh, it's been incredible. Uh, I guess probably in my <coughs> my mid forties, I just got to the point where you realize that you know life is short, and at some point in your life, for me, it was in my early forties. You know, life's short. I want to do something different, and you know, being that I'm, you know, self-employed and I work with a computer and an internet connection, I felt like I could work from anywhere. So why not? And now, now was the time. I was still relatively young. I could travel, hike, get out in the nature, which is kind of the thing that fuels my soul is, is being in nature and made a decision to sell my home, purchase an RV and start traveling full time. I did research for about a year before I actually launched out and did it. And what I found out was that, you, you, A, you absolutely can build a business and work from the road. B, there is a thriving, amazing community of entrepreneurial RVers that are doing this full-time around the U.S. So um, WordPress is, is an amazing community in and of itself because it's so giving and and it's just it's it's awesome and what i found was that there's an rv equivalent to wordpress you know for people traveling around in an rv as well so uh it was it's it's been really really fun it's been amazing um i have slowed down because of the pandemic i actually leased a home in in the pacific northwest in in ashland oregon uh for six months and it looks like i will be extending it probably you know, at least another six months, if not a year, till we figure out really what's going on. Because a lot of the national parks, a lot of the places where I go are currently closed. They're not even open. So it's a little bit harder to travel around currently and the safety factor as well. So, yeah. Um, well, let's hope yeah. we, um, the vaccination, um, the vaccines that they, they're trying to develop, one of those will be successful. And, we, to some extent, can see the back of this um, yeah. pandemic. Right. Uh, um, over to you, Adrian. So working, working from the road. How how often? I'm just kind of curious a little bit about your lifestyle. How how yeah. long do you usually spend in in one place? Well, it depends. Uh, I'm a little bit different. You know, when I was early on, um, I thought I had to see the whole country in the first year. So I went across it back and forth a few times, and that was a little bit kind of uh, not as fun as it is now. I tend to try to stay in a place a little bit longer. So meet people, view the sights. Exactly. Yeah. Spend about. I try to spend at least a month. You know, at least two weeks to a month in an area, so that I can, you know, truly explore it and get to know it. Uh, The first couple of years, I would, you know, spend a few days and then move, a few days and then move. And what happened is it just that that gets kind of tired. You're excited. You want to go to all the places. You're mobile. You know, hey, I can move. Why not? Let's move, you know. And uh, so, you know, the last few years, uh, I just kind of slowed down, take my time and, and experience an area and realize that it's not going anywhere. And I can get there, you know, next month. So. Do, do you have a favorite spot? Yes, but I can't tell you where it is because then everybody's going to go to it. <laughs> Actually, oh. I, I, I will share it with you. Um, 
the Pacific Northwest is where I'm currently at. It's beautiful. I mean, it's it's a place. I'm from South Louisiana, so it's very flat. It's wet. It's hot. It's humid. And, you know, coming into the mountains and stuff is is just breathtakingly beautiful. That's where my soul resides. I think I'm a, I've been a mountain man trapped in Louisiana my whole life. Uh, so I love the Pacific Northwest. Oregon is absolutely beautiful where I live currently. And two hours of in any direction of driving, I'm at the coast, I'm at Crater Lake, I'm at Mount Shasta National Park. It's just stunningly beautiful. Uh, but my favorite place is actually in southeast New Mexico. Uh, it is a town called Cloudcroft, New Mexico, and the population is about 300. It sits at about 9,500 feet. And well, that's, it, that's high. It's high. I, went, it I is, went to the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Well, this this year, which is at what seven thousand feet above sea level, right. and I yeah. went in February. And the only time I've <laughs> ever cold. seen, the, yeah, the only time I've ever seen the Grand Canyon is in movies, and they're never right. there in the winter. I so I always I went there expecting it to be like blisteringly hot because you know like a freaking <laughs> desert. I was very wrong. Yeah, and wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm there in like a leather jacket and like sneakers and there's ice, there's like three inches of snow and ice all over the place. And I'm like, what? And it was freaking, it was, it was in, in Celsius minus 29 degrees Celsius, oh, wow. which is very, 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 very cold. I don't know what that is, what that translates to in Fahrenheit, but it was, but it was cold. So it must be cold there at some points. Is oh, yeah, really the yeah. point I was getting to if it's 9,500 feet yeah. above sea level. Yeah, it's typical, you know, southeast New Mexico is desert and hot. And then there's this gym that sits at 9,500 feet. And it's just, it's it's perfect moderate temperature in the spring and summer. and the fall, it's just gorgeous and beautiful. Aspen trees, elk, you know, kind of roaming around. And you would never expect this in... Southeastern New Mexico, northern New Mexico, yes, Santa Fe, you know, Taos, those kind yeah. of areas. Yeah. People are like, yeah, but southeast New Mexico is like Alamogordo. It's like desert, and um, and then there's just you. You make yeah. it a good sell. We're gonna move on though, because this, this isn't this week in um, travel though. So let's go <laughs> on. Let's go on to. Um, because you've got a very diverse um, a number of services and you're in a number of different areas. Like you say, you specialize in the Divi area, but you've got a couple of plugins that really caught my eye as well. Um, you've got WP layouts and you've got page builder everywhere. So let's start with WP layouts. What, what does that basically do and why did you create it, you and your team, David? Actually, it, it came out of like probably most plugins come to be a uh, pain point in our own business. Um, we were, you know, migrating sites, whether it were client sites or child themes that were created and stuff. And one of our servers kept crashing and it was because of the import export process, you know, it was getting hung up and uh, it just kept crashing our server for whatever reason. And, you know, our thinking was, is there's just got to be a better way to do this. You know, I mean, WordPress is is way of importing and exporting XML files and all the things that it does to move something 
just seemed kind of clunky. And uh, we sat down with the development team and we thought, why don't we just come up with something a little bit different? What if we made it cloud-based, you know, and uh, to where we didn't have to, you know, move it, you know, import files, export files, you know, piece everything together. What if we just had it in a cloud and we could basically transfer it with the click of a button? And, and that, in essence, is, is what it is and what it's came to be. Well, since we were heavily uh, invested in the Divi theme, obviously we made it, you know, work with that page builder, but we decided to make it work with all the page builders, uh, Beaver Builder, Elementor, uh, Gutenberg. Gutenberg was just coming out. It was the new thing. And we felt like we wanted it to not just be specific to Divi. We wanted to make it a, a WordPress product as a whole. And the ability to import and export layouts, pages, even entire websites, you know. So it, it could technically be a migration tool for a website. And, you know, if you're building websites for clients, which a lot of our audience is building websites for clients, you reuse. There's only so many ways you can design a contact page, you know. So instead of going and looking on your computer uh, and finding the, the style that you want and importing that into WordPress, we decided what if you could have everything in one place, you know, all of your designs, your, your, um, your assets and everything just kind of cloud hosted and you could pick and choose what you wanted. And it was, it would show up in a, in a thumbnail gallery, a library, you know, depending on how you wanted to, to sort it and stuff. And you could grab it with the click of a button and it would be there. So that was kind of our concept, and that's kind of what it morphed into. So it also imports any kind of plugins that the theme or the website needs as Correct. well, does it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not sure that we've re we've released that version yet, right. um, I, but we do have it, it. It's definitely in beta, and it's already working. Where it will take an entire child theme, basically, and and export and import with the click of a button and we'll do all the plugins as well. Right. Yes. Now what about page builder before we go for our break? What about page builder everywhere? What does that do? Page builder everywhere was it, it, it's specific to the Divi theme. Um, and it basically allows you to nest modules inside of modules. So someone may want to design something, you know, with, with a text module in Divi but they may like like the um, the tabs module, and you know, in order to get those tab modules inside of you know like a text module or another module, it wasn't possible. So Page Builder Everywhere allows you to basically nest modules inside of modules. Is is in essence what it does, and I hope that doesn't confuse. People. Well, um, I understand where you're coming from, but I'm not, I, I make it quite clear, I'm not really very big in the Divi world. Um, right. So, but I, you know, I have used Divi, so I understand what yeah. you're saying. So that's really useful. We're going to go for our break. We've got a fantastic guest. We've got a lot of things to talk about. We'll probably extend it to bonus content as well. Um, we will be back in a few moments, folks. Are you a WordPress consultant, designer, or small digital agency owner? 
Then you need WPTonic as your trusted white label developer partner for your next big e-learning or WooCommerce project. WPTonic has the knowledge to help you build out custom functionality that your clients need in LearnDash, Lifter LMS, and WooCommerce. WPTonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with a full, no question asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Find out how WPTonic's white label services can help your agency today. Go to wp-tonic.com's homepage and book a free consultation with Jonathan. That's wp-tonic, just like the podcast. We're coming back. We've had a good discussion in the first half. But before we go into the second half, I want to talk about our secondary sponsor, and that's WP Fusion. Now, WP Fusion has been a friend of the show for a number of years as well. It's got a great founder and a great team behind it. And the main thing is it's it's the right pro, pro, the right product, the right plug-in at the right moment. You know, we're all into automization using CRMs like Active Campaign, Drip, that click funnel. There's a number of them. Um, but if you want to really have your WordPress website really communicate with one of these external CRMs, you need WP Fusion. It puts that makes the whole thing, the whole communication process and setting up your triggers so much easier. And it will put your whole automation on steroids. So go over to WP Fusion, see what they've got to offer. I suggest for yourself and for your clients, you should buy one of their packages and also tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic show. Their support is most welcome. They've been a great partner of the WP Tonic show. So on on to... um, the discussion so um david you know in our pre-show um chat you said that you're not a developer yourself you're entrepreneur very similar to myself i i dabbled as a front-end developer and action a flash action scripter and a javascript um developer um but i don't do much of that now so uh, how did you manage to find talent in uh, as a non-developer and be able to assess the development talent that you decided to work with? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um, and I, before I answer that question, I have to give you a little bit of a backstory yeah. um, because because I wasn't a developer and I found WordPress and I started building websites for clients in my local area in southern Louisiana. Um, you know, because I didn't have the knowledge, I was seeking out a place where I could, you know, learn more in an interactive way with a community as opposed to um, watching YouTube videos or going on lynda.com or following a course or something. I'm more of an, an extreme extrovert. I love, I love people and I want to be in, involved in a community that is active and stuff. So what I did was um, I joined some groups on Facebook, some WordPress groups. And if you're not, if you're in WordPress and you're not involved in some of the Facebook groups on WordPress, they're amazing. Their community is fantastic. I've met a lot of amazing, you know, talented people, but made some really good friends as well. So in 2013, 
when I started my WordPress journey. Uh, that's the December of 2013. Can I ask Dave, I'm sorry to interrupt, what, can you give a quick outline on what your background was work-wise before you got into WordPress? Yeah, yeah. Sales and marketing is is where I've been my entire life. I've been an entrepreneur. Uh, I owned a, a sales and marketing company that focused in the newspaper industry for 10 years prior to WordPress. So basically, we I worked with some of the largest newspapers in the U.S., um, in San Antonio, Dallas, Austin, Miami, New Orleans. And I had my company did... Um, you know, subscription acquisition for them through kiosk sales at storefronts. So uh, we helped them increase their circulation for their newspaper. And obviously the internet killed the newspaper business and, and that model anyway. So I had to basically reinvent myself and, um, and boom, you know, because I am a tech guy and I went to LSU for computer science, I was a, I do have a technical background and I do, I do, my brain works that way and then I can figure things out pretty easily, um, even though I'm not a developer and stuff. So I had a friend that asked me to build him a website. I said, sure, let me give it a shot. Found WordPress, open source, sat down in a coffee shop. Being an entrepreneur mindset also, I don't really shy away from things. As I sat down with my first time opening up WordPress in that coffee shop, a mutual friend of ours walked in named Will and Will said, hey, David, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm building Phil a website. He, he knows Phil. And he looked at me and he said, really? He said, I'm on the waterboard in Opelousas, which is a, a municipality close to where I lived and where we were sitting in the coffee shop. He said, we need a website. Can you come give us a presentation in two weeks? And I said, absolutely. You know, I, th- I think most people probably wouldn't. <coughs> they would They would probably be like, oh, well, I just figured this thing out. I've never built it before. But that's just not how my brain is wired. So two weeks later, I gave him a presentation. They hired me on the spot. My WordPress company was born. And uh, so in doing that, because <coughs> I wasn't a developer, I was, you know, I was watching a lot of YouTube videos and and Divi came out in 2013. So we created a Facebook group. And I did not know that this was going to happen. This just kind of happened organically. Um, other people were trying to learn WordPress and this new thing called Divi. So mm-hmm. we created this Facebook group that now has 60,000 members in it. And, you know, it just kind of blew up. And what I did was, you know, that how, talent acquisition, you were asking that question, how did you, you know, how do you find those awesome people? Um, for me, it's been the pr- primary source has been Facebook because I feel like I can, I can see kind of how people interact with other people. I can see their skill set because when you're involved in WordPress groups, you know, a lot of technical questions come up. Me being the guy who was asking them in the beginning, hey, how do I do this? How do I solve this? And you see people who are helpful and who are knowledgeable and the way that they interact and engage with people, you know, their demeanor, are they kind? Are they curt? Are they, you know, abrupt and direct? Or how do they, how do they deal with people? So me being... I'm uh, English. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, there was this one guy that was very helpful he seemed extremely knowledgeable tech-wise. 
And me being a curious, just entrepreneur, I'm curious. I want to know about your country and where you're from and what it's like for you working over there. So I just start up a conversation with them and I'm asking them and I find out about him. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, I find out that, um, you know, I learned a lot about exchange rates and global currency and, and, and how much different it is with the U.S. and than some other countries. And I was kind of my mind was kind of blown like, oh, wow. You know, I mean, I can scale as an entrepreneur. I realized that I could scale my company quickly if I outsourced to some other countries that, you know, where the dollar value was, was, was a lot different than where I was. So that's kind of where my mindset was. And I just started finding people in the Facebook groups and stuff. Um, and, and I would talk to them and I'd get to know them and stuff and, and find out what their skill set was and, and then just try them out and work with them and stuff. And I've been, I've been very lucky, I'm going to say. I don't know if it's luck or I feel like it's a superpower that I never really knew that I had, you know, uh, evaluating talented people. Well, I, think, I think in a very natural way, you're doing uh, uh, what a lot of people um, don't do. And... Um, they go they go to certain exchanges, certain freelancer um, platforms. Um, there's about two that come to mind, and they just hire somebody based on their yeah. on their track record. Where you, obviously you're interested in their technical ability, but you're also interested in the person themselves. Absolutely. You're actually in an informal way interviewing them yeah. and trying to find out about the actual person because fundamentally when you hire them and they're working and you're relying on somebody to finish a dead, it's the person's character and, you know, is their word worth anything? You know, are they the type of person who gets a load of work, overstretch themselves and really doesn't really care about who they dump. You know, it's the next job, basically. Um, You know, it's the person's character you're trying to find out, isn't it, David? You you summed it up perfectly. That's exactly what it is. Um, Some people's word means, you know, they don't think it, but their word means nothing, does it? Right, exactly. You know, and I've run into those people. You know, we've had, I've hired them. I'm sure you've hired them. I'm sure Adrian's worked with them. We've all worked with them where, yeah, they say they're going to do one thing. I'll tell a funny story. I hired this one guy who had like, he was, you know, his English was good. He spoke English well. He was in another country. I won't, I won't say what country and stuff because it really doesn't matter. Um, his skill set was really good. It fit really good with our company and stuff. And and, you know, I probably paid a little bit more than I should have based on the currency exchange and stuff. And I realized that people, you know, if you pay them too much, they're, they're not going to work as hard. It's kind of interesting how that works. You would think it would be the opposite, but it's not. Yeah, you would, wouldn't In- you? That's, fun. That's interesting, yeah. actually. <laughs> Anyways, <coughs> all of a sudden, this guy's English got worse. His coding quality got got worse. And I was like, what the heck is going on? He's not speaking English. And I realized that, you know, he's the little budding entrepreneur over there as well. And he was outsourcing his stuff to someone else, you know, 
which is okay if you're communicating that with the person that you're working with, but, you know, making people believe that you're not doing what you say you're doing and, and which leads to their character and stuff. But it was, it was really interesting to watch this person that worked with us for a year <laughs> that their English just got worse. I was like, how's this possible? You were speaking perfect English like a month ago. And now all of a sudden you're struggling to put sentences together and stuff. And it was just kind of, Oh no, I'm the same person, you know, I'm fine. Uh, you know, so yeah, it's, it's a process, that's for sure. But uh, you, you nailed it on the head. I, I guess I didn't realize what I was doing was I was getting to know them on a personal level and finding out more about their character and truly who they were as a human being and stuff. And um, Yeah, because um, offshore, um, my own company, we're blended. We, I've, got, um, I've got a friend, John Locke, who's my chief US, and we've got another US developer on retainers. And then I have a, a small offshore team and I have a US-based project manager and then I've got a couple other um, resources that are offshore. But everybody's treated the same and a lot of people treat their offshore um, resources just like that, just as a resource. They don't treat them as human beings, do they, David? Right. You're right. You're right. I will... I think we probably have, we're, we're probably the future of what business will be. You know, I think uh, we're you and, and me and, and, and Adrian probably as well are, are the future of what business is going to look like globally and stuff because we do have the dispersed team. And I am very aware of, you know, these are human beings and they matter and they have lives and they have families. And See, like, they, like my st- they're not English um, they're not Christian, but um, over Christmas they get a Christmas bonus, which I don't yeah, have absolutely. to pay them, but I give it to them as a yeah. sign of appreciation for their loyalty and hard work. Absolutely. Um, so I think we're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show because we've almost got to half an hour. Um, um, you're right, staying on for some bonus content, as we call it, David. You're all right with absolutely. that? Absolutely. Let's do um, it. We're going to, in the in the bonus content, we're going to be discussing the same topic about how to hire um, really talented developers. And also we're going to be discussing with David how he got into courses and what he's learned from the 5,000 people that have taken one of his courses. So we've got a lot of interesting stuff, which you can find on the WP. You'll find the whole interview with the bonus content on the WP Tonic YouTube channel and on the WP Tonic website with full transcription. So, um, David, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Well, our main website is aspengrovestudios.com. And we have a couple of other websites that we use. The product and the courses are in different. WPGears.com. We offer courses and we actually do a podcast there as well. WP the podcast, uh, which is a daily podcast. Um, Divi.space is our, has all of our Divi products. And, um, but, you know, you can, you can find me at AspenGroveStudios.com uh, pretty easily. If you want to get in touch with me, just shoot me an email or, I'm on the socials as well, but I'll be honest, I'm not the greatest social poster and stuff. <laughs> I'm on them, but I don't, I don't, 
I'm not on <coughs> them, I guess. Well, purposely, since this, um, the kind of development politically in America and also the pandemic, I've actually cut down almost to zero my own social posting um, because of, you know, I, I just didn't really want to get into certain discussions. So, Adrian, yeah. how can people find out more about you and your company? What are you up to, Adrian? Yeah, if you're interested and, and you might need help with marketing automation or if you need help with building your list or launching your first sales funnel to get those first few new leads in, you can head on over to Groundhog with 2Gs.io. Uh, we have lots of tools and resources there that will help you do just that. It's a great product. I highly recommend it to you, listeners and viewers. Um, if you want to support the WP Tonic Show, just give us a review on iTunes. Um, it really does help the show. It helps us. We've got um, we've got some we've got some announcements that we'll probably be um, telling you in September about a certain a certain change in direction for the show. So I'm just just teasing you a little bit, listeners and viewers, but I think you're going to be delighted in our new direction. Um, We'll be back next week with another great guest like David. We'll see you soon, folks. And remember, remember to go over and and also watch on our YouTube channel our bonus content with David. We'll be back next week. See you soon, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.